great to be back with you again. It always seems a long time since we were here, and six months just flies in, doesn't it? There's never enough time in the year to be able to do the things we'd like to do. If I haven't already done so, could I just say to you all, that I trust the Lord will make this a blessed new year that you're in now, and that you'll all enjoy to the best of your ability what the Lord has prepared for you in this life because we just don't know what the future holds. A minister went to the garage to get his car repaired and he said to the the mechanic, listen, I want you to repair my car, but remember, I'm a poor preacher. And the mechanic says, you're right, because I heard you last Sunday. But never mind, Henry VIII had Wives, and when he got to the fourth one, he says, Don't worry, dear, I won't keep you long. And I'm not going to do that either. I'm not doing my 35 minutes, I'm doing 20 minutes exactly. Now, the first thing we think about, of course, when we're in the new year, is that we commence another year, and in many ways we want to forget the year we've had. It's been a year of dismal doubt. 2022 is one of these years which was full of disappointment, full of distress, full of dismay, despair. So many bad memories. And unfortunately, we still have them as we begin to. We can't just wipe the sheet clean and say, right, that year's gone, thank God for that. But when we step into a new year, unfortunately, so many of these other things which will come with us, not that we want them, but they'll come with us in our life into this new year. We want then to start with something good. And what better can we do that than looking at the Lord's Word? It is His Word for His people and it's for us today. We want to move forward, if you like, into happier times. Andrew mentioned the word joy, joy, how we love to continue to have joy in the Lord as we go through this life. And so I want to look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, and just see there something which maybe will help us as we go on into a new year. This is a story of going forward. Three times in this little verses, Jesus and his disciples talked about going on ahead. And that's what we're doing right now. Here we are, stepped into another new year. And so I want to talk to you today about pilgrims. We are pilgrims and we're on a journey. And just as the Lord was on that journey, he knew where he was going. And so here we are in a journey, and we want to keep on going. There's the great Apostle Paul, and it was mentioned last night, who wrote in Philippians 3 and 13, Forgetting the past, let's focus on one thing. We look forward to what lies ahead in the will of God. And so in 19 and verse 28, it says there, Jesus went on ahead going up into 
Jerusalem on ahead. And as he approached Bethpage and Bethany on the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And you, when you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. <coughs> Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell them the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. A pilgrim is defined as a person who journeys to a sacred place for a religious reason. Remember the Pilgrim Fathers, the English Puritans, who founded a colony in Plymouth, Massachusetts in America, 1620. A pilgrimage was a journey taken by a pilgrim. And as we are pilgrims here, down here on earth today in this land, I want you to take you on a journey which has been mentioned here in these scriptures. I want you in your imagination to think that you were there with them at this particular incident within the life of the Lord Jesus. And as we go through life, we have to ask ourselves, are we spending that life wisely? Because a life means that this life means a lot to us. We want to do it correctly. And we want to do it properly. And so in the Gospel of Luke, one can't help but feeling this pilgrimage of people moving on ahead all the time. And especially when we consider the life of the Lord Jesus. For the Lord Jesus himself was always moving forward in his life, in his very short life. He was moving ahead. Travelling, of course, to his ultimate destination. For he knew exactly where he was going. And he knew when he would finish that life. Years ago there was a song which said, These boots were made for walking. And that is what we'll do. You see, we should always be going on forward in our life. There's sometimes in our life it's three steps forward and two back. But remember this, we still are going forward. We're not standing still. We get knocked down, we don't get knocked out. And we go on to live our life for the Lord. And it brings us nearer to the end of our journey as we go through life down here. So we see here in Luke a story that speaks of pilgrimage, or I feel it speaks of pilgrimage. The Lord Jesus is nearing the end of his earthly life. A life which had three specific parts of his life. There was the 30 years of the private life that we know very little or nothing about. There was the three years of a full life. And we know all about that through the Gospels, which was written for us. And you had the three days of the cross. Three specific phases in his life. And at this part of the story, the cross is not far off. It's very near. And they come to this little village of Bethpage. And I want you to, in your imagination, 
just to go into the life of these two disciples who were asked to do something for the Lord Jesus. To go ahead. To put ourselves there and say, if we were given this job to do, or this request rather, to do, how would we think about it? Would we speak to each other and say, listen, if you get there, <clears throat> who's going to make this coat? Who's going to untie this coat? Is it going to be you or is it going to be me? What do you think is going to happen when we get there? It's an odd thing, isn't it? If we think of it in the modern terms, it's like borrowing someone's car without consent. Just taking it in the hope it will be alright. And so we say, who's going to loose this? But you know, the thing was, when they reached it, sure enough, they saw the colt was there. And they then took it, got it. And we're told to bring it back to the Lord. Because the Lord needed it. And we're also told in Matthew's Gospel that the Lord Jesus went back to Bethpage. It doesn't tell us, but I'm sure he would be taking that colt back to where the owner allowed them to use it in the first place. Because the remarkable thing is that the owner did say that. When he heard the words from the disciples, he said, okay, on you go, take it. You must be needing it for a reason. Of course it was needed for a reason, a very important reason. It was the reason of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem by the Lord himself. And if you carry on reading this great gospel here in the 19, you'll see that the actually prophecy was going to be fulfilled because Zechariah said the Lord will come, what it would be? Riding on a colt. A lovely picture this, isn't it? And as he approached the city of Jerusalem, the people throw down and they honor the Lord. Here comes the king. Here comes a VIP. Here comes someone that we've seen working here among us and among the people. He was their savior. He was the one who was able to praise God because he was the one at work. The Lord. And so they sang praises and said in verse 38, Peace in heaven, glory to him. We're in a world of, which is a restless place. We read every day about disturbances and problems and battles. And we wonder just how is it going to end? Sweeping across our life are these problems and these worries that sometimes it takes us a lot to get over. Yet the longing of people today is for peace. And it's the exact opposite that's happening. It's war we're having. And yet we should realize that lasting peace never has and never will be found while we're down here on earth. It's for the future. And we have this cheering thought to know that the saints who have been taken from us, they've entered a life of unbroken peace in heaven and that's our hope today that's the difference you see about a pilgrim we're not wandering about aimlessly we're not wearing ourselves out we're not wondering what's going to happen next about tomorrow but we're active or we should be and busy having a purpose having a practice having a reason for being here in the first place a life which can be given over to the Lord 
a life which should be full, and we press on forward to our goal. It's been said that Scripture says, as greater is him that is in you, that is in the world. So listen to that and remember that when things are not going well, the Lord is there for you and will help you. And we have this great assurance that we can carry on the pilgrim pathway knowing there's a purpose in it and knowing there's a reason for it. And we're going to be called home or the Lord will sit himself or the Lord himself will come for us. Here's the first Sunday in in this year. So let's live like pilgrims. Next time we meet, we may be meeting in the Father's home. Wasn't it the old hymn? It says, I'm a stranger here. Heaven is my home. Earth is a desert drear. Heaven is my home. Danger or sorrow can stand round me on every hand. But heaven is my fatherland. And heaven is my home. And today as we enjoy this fellowship together, as we read his word, as we read from this word as pilgrims, that we're going on ahead. Some of us might not be moving very fast or maybe hardly moving at all, but we should at least going forward with a plan in our life to know there's a purpose in this life. There's a reason for it all. And the reason is that we can glorify God and the Lord Jesus in it. And today, as we gather like this, today as we listen to his word, let's do it to the best of our ability. When have you ever heard of the Tate family? <coughs> They're prominent, quite prominent, and circulate in the church circles today. <coughs> Members of the Tate family and the Tate family are really the critics of the church. Those who dictate, those who devastate, those who can vegetate for some reason or another, many who hesitate in their life. And unfortunately, they can irritate and they can also agitate. People who could be disruptive within a church fellowship. Talking out of turn. Turning their noses up at certain things or even at other people in their business. No real Christian values. And we ask ourselves, are they pilgrims? Are they on the road, the right road in the first place? Because they can pull us down and they can discourage us in our Christian walk and life. But thank God for the pilgrims, members of a church who are the Tate family and they contain positive, true values. Willing and able to meditate and to propagate, to integrate and facilitate Men and women who can supplicate and illustrate in their life and who can concentrate in the things that they do and, praise God, participate among the people of the church. 
Perhaps you can think of more tape members than myself. Our life is not a rehearsal, dear friends, today. As we go into and are into now this new year, let's remember it's for real. We can't just go back and start the clock ticking again. And so we have to work, we have to witness, we have to worship, and we have to do it for the glory of the Lord Jesus himself. So let's make 2023 a year of giving to the Lord the very best that we can give and giving to him the life that he has given to us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning for reminding us that we are indeed pilgrims, sojourners, strangers in fact, aliens perhaps in this foreign land. But we have been bought with a price (coughs) and we thank you for that today. And we pray that as we've taken this little message that you'll just turn it in through your spirit into our lives that we can hear your voice speaking to us. And we ask that we may be obedient to you and to continue to live for you down here to the very best of our ability. Give us that closeness. Give us that nearness and that reality that you can live within us, we do pray. And so we thank you for this day and all it means to us. And we ask as we go on ahead that you make this path straight for us. Help us, our Father, in every aspect of our life, our social life, our domestic life, a religious life, a Christian life. Help us and bless us that we may be part of this family today as we give to you our daily worship. And thank you for all the Lord Jesus has done for us as we remembered him in our communion today that he gave his life in order that we could live. Bless us then and continue with us in this fellowship we do ask as we ask for your help and blessing in the Lord Jesus' name.